Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 323 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Daja. Thanks, Daja. Thank you, Daja. Thanks, Daja. Today, we will be discussing part two of chapter eight of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the wedding. So make sure that you've read the chapter and you're ready to unite your way through the details. I dig it. You're welcome. It's time. This sounds like church. For the recap, I brought snacks. Brought snacks? snacks? No. Oh, oh, don't tease me like that. I'm sorry. I only have I water. I have some uh, fruit roll-ups in the cabinet. Do you know I what my work? Today. My work gave us fruit roll-ups yesterday, and I thought of you guys. They're so freaking good. They're real good. I didn't yeah. know what I was doing on Target's app. Sorry, we can actually start after this, but I was I ordered fruit roll-ups like for order pickup, mm-hmm. and then one of the ones that I ordered for order pickup actually I guess was delivery. <laughs> so I had just a single box of fruit roll-ups <laughs> delivered. Oh my god. People were probably like packaging this like okay. <laughs> someone really needed their fruit. Someone's roll-ups. desperate. <laughs> they were like a different type of flavor. I haven't tried it yet. I'm interested. Is that the mystery? Yeah, it's like mystery flavor pack or something. I feel like mystery we'll flavor is always like to... pineapple. <laughs> oh, I hope not. I like I the mystery flavor airheads. Yeah, those are good. The mystery airheads are good, but they're genuinely just like the flavors they already have. Oh, right. You just have the taste. Yeah. Okay. okay. Recap time. Colored. Yeah. Yeah. It's wedding day. Everyone's looking smart. Mrs. Weasley's only cried once. Harry's disguised as Barney, a Weasley cousin, not the purple dinosaur. Uh-oh. Auntie Muriel's being rude to everybody. No one's surprised. Grom is here. Let the festivities begin. All right. Hmm. Everyone's very happy. Everyone's crying for Bill and Fleur. We get a very beautiful description of the transformation of the tent from ceremony to reception. Luna does her funny dance and Crumb gets big mad at Xenophilius. <laughs> Harry tries to explain, but kind of fails. And then <laughs> Harry confuses Crumb even more by shouting, Grigorovich! And then Crumb looks interested in Ginny, but Harry steers him away. And then lastly, we make good old Doji Doge. Doji Doge. Mm. Oh, Doge. Seem to think we were sitting at the bottom of Lake Windermere. <laughs> Called her an interfering trout. <laughs> that had to be the quick quotes, Quill. It's like, <laughs> trout? No. Right. Make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then they will too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and gives you access to all of our exclusive extras. As always, we are accepting Potter stories or just any fun stuff, questions, or concerns to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. 
All right. Do you, William Arthur, take flu Isabel's? Isabel, not Isabel's. Isabel's. <laughs> and, you know, Mrs. Weasley and Madame Delacour are both like sobbing into their scraps of lace because we can't have a handkerchief here. It's lace. I don't know what's wrong with me. There's a <laughs> trumpet like there's a trumpet like sound from the back of the marquee. It's not a trumpet. It's Hagrid blowing his nose. <laughs> That's my blur. You're what? Booger. Instead of boy. I know, but why is it booger? Because Hagrid's blowing his nose. Oh, Katie. I've come <laughs> around. We flom, Catherine. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> They're married. Everyone's crying. Everyone's happy, and it's about to be popped because they can't have happy bubbles in this book. Um, They're bonded for life. And then everybody's like, and dance. Just kidding. That's not it. But it is really cool because there is a shower of silver stars that fall upon Bill and Fleur, and it's like spiraling around them, and it's all magical, and they're like, live forever. And then Fred and George are like, woo! And the golden balloons burst, and birds of paradise and tiny golden bells flew and floated out of them, adding songs and chimes to, chimes to the din. And then everybody stands up. Auntie Muriel is mad. She probably doesn't go to Catholic church because it's up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. <laughs> right? It's a lot of up, down. Kate. Okay. Birds of paradise. Is that like tropical birds or the flower? Because oh. I don't know. I wondered that too, actually. Is there like a bird? Birds of paradise. Bird. <laughs> is it a bird? Is it a bird? It is. I thought it was a bird. It is a bird. Does it look like the plant? No. I don't think so. There's a here's a blue bird of paradise. That's cute. Don't they oh my have God. don't they have <gasps> awesome like mating dances? Yes, those are the ones with the funny mating dances where they like They get down, man. Yeah. Are you impressed <laughs> with my moves, girl? Check me out. Quick feet. Oh my God. Fast, boy. I love them. <laughs> so that's what I pictured in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, though, because the first thing I pictured was the flowers, too. But then I was like, that doesn't make sense. Mm. So the seats that they were sitting on had, like, risen up into the air and everything vanishes and they stood now beneath a canopy that was supported by golden poles with a beautiful view of the sunlit orchard and the surrounding countryside. And then a pool of molten gold spread from the center of the tent to form a gleaming dance floor. And then the hovering chairs grouped um, around small white tablecloths, which floated gracefully back to earth around it. And then the golden jacketed band was like, deuces, it's, it's dance time. So now they're on the podium. And Ron's very impressed by this. He says, smooth. And it was. It's a cool bit of magic. 
So now there's food and Ron's probably really happy. And the mom in me is thinking during this read, I'm really glad they ate before they had to leave. <laughs> right? Oh, they've got pumpkin juice, butter beer, fire whiskey, and other types of things like tarts and sandwiches coming around. They, I don't know if they have, do they have a formal dinner in a moment? I feel like all they do is like basically drink and they're dancing. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they didn't have a chance to get to a, like a formal dinner. Yeah. I don't really know. Mm. Cause uh, we're just, we're just stuck in conversation. I would be starving. Well, they've got sandwiches. True. Yeah. They're probably a Mrs. Weasley sandwich too. Mm. True. I bet you that's pretty good. Yeah. Especially when she's making it for a wedding and not just for like a million kids to get on the Hogwarts Express. Yeah. Not corned beef. That poor sandwich that Ron pulls out of his pocket. Wrapped in cellophane. Stepped on, sat on. Cellophane, Mr. Cellophane. Anybody? What? Chicago? Cellophane? Come on. John Um, John C. Riley is in that movie. I I mean, I like that movie. I just guess I forgot about that. Mm -mm -mm. Sorry. Sorry. Shame on you. Hermione's like, we should go congratulate them. And there's like a bunch of like well-wishers over by them. And Ron goes, we'll have time later. And I wrote, no, you will not. (laughs) You sure won't. You sure won't. Hermione, cup hold. Let's grab a table. I love that phrase. Not there. Nowhere near Muriel. Even though that's where Harry really needs to be to get his info. So Ron leads him across the dance floor and... Harry's like he's for sure keeping an eye out for Crumb because he's like being strategic with where he's going making sure he's far away and so they find Luna she's sitting alone and Ron's like it's okay if we join you she's like yeah daddy's just going to give Bill and Fleur our present what is it hmm I like Ron's suggestion Ron suggests that it's a lifetime supply of Gertie roots and Hermione tries to kick him under the table, but misses and kicks Harry. <laughs> it could be a jar of Jernumbly saliva. Mm, that would be good. Subscription to the Quibbler. Yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. So Harry's like lost track of whatever they're talking about. And he's looking around the band's playing and Bill and Fleur are dancing and people are applauding and then the the couple the bride and groom couples like switch like their parents switch partners and it's cute i think it's really cute i thought that was really cute it's a good moment it's a good moment and luna hears a song that she likes she says i like this song so that that's was a good impression of Luna. Thanks. Mm. That's when she goes off and does her amazing little dance where she's just like revolving in a circle, waving her arms it's around very and good. her eyes are closed. Um, and that is when Victor comes and drops into Luna's seat. Ron is not happy. Um, but Crumb looks upset and he says, who is that man in the yellow? And Ron tells him that's Xenophilius Lovegood. He's the father of a friend. 
And then very quickly and abruptly adds on to the end of that to Hermione, come and dance. And she follows him. So they leave Barney to handle Victor. His pugnacious so, tone indicated yeah. they were not about to laugh at Xenophilius. Pugnacious. Pugnacious. That's quite the word. Pugnacious. Um, I like saying it. It's a good word. So Crumb is now questioning Barney. And he looks at him and goes, ah, they are together now talking about Ron and Hermione. And Harry just says, sort of. And then Crumb asks him if he knew Lovegood, because if he wasn't a guest of Fleur's, he would duel him right here, right now. Because of his necklace. So... Crumb then kind of explains, like, why the necklace is such a big deal. He says that it is the sign of Grindelwald. And then he gives us a little bit of background on who Grindelwald is. Grindelwald killed many people. My grandfather, for instance. Of course, he was never powerful in this country. They said he feared Dumbledore. And rightly, seeing how he was finished. But this, he pointed a finger at Xenophilius. This is his symbol. I recognized it at once. Grindelwald carved it into a wall at Durmstrang when he was a pupil there. Some idiots copied it into their books and clothes, thinking to shock, make themselves impressive. Until those of us who'd lost family members to Grindelwald taught them better. Um, That is kind of like an it's just like interesting to read about now that we have had a little bit of Fantastic Beasts mm. with like some Grindelwald background. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, but obviously we also know as Harry knows here that he highly doubts that Luna's father is wearing that necklace because he supports Grindelwald. Uh, yeah. Um, so Harry tries to like explain this to Crumb, but it was sort of confusing, like especially because he wasn't speaking as Harry either. I think like, mm-hmm. I think he's, like, trying to, like, explain that that's definitely not it, even though he just answered the question as, like, I just met him today. Yeah. So, like, he can't, like, give too much there, but he's trying to calm him down. Mm -hmm. So he says, well, there's a chance, said Harry, that Xenophilius doesn't actually know what the symbol means. The love goods are quite unusual. He could easily have picked it up somewhere and think it's a cross section of the head of a crumplehorn snorkeck or something. The croc cross-section of, of a, a what of a what <laughs> of a that sounds so weird of a of a what okay the cross-section really of confused. a what of a what well i don't know what they are but apparently he and his daughter go on holiday looking for them <laughs> he sounds absolutely unhinged and he something really i just remembered now um which is kind of foolish of me but when they um, when Harry uses Voldemort's name and it's right before Mal- like why they get taken to Malfoy Manor, um, they're trying to say who they are. And Ron says that he's Stan Shunpike. And they're like, hell you are, says Scabier. We know Stan Shunpike. He's done put a bit of work our way. And then he Ron gets hit in the mouth. So he's like, he can't speak properly. And he says, I'm Bardy. Barney Weasley. So he's Barney Weasley. Later yeah. on, uses this name. 
A Weasley. Mm, that's a good connection. Yeesh. Poor Harry's not doing the best job of explaining the love goods. No. No. Could you, like, could you imagine no. being, like, getting that as a story? Being like, what? You literally, I would Rub probably it. Like, be like, said you nonsense. literally sound like you're talking another language. And I know that you just spoke English to me, but, like, what are these I words? I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying. Right. <laughs> Um, I don't really know what a good way to explain them is. Maybe just I would just be like, mm, they're eccentric people, you know, like you just got you just got to get to know them and then you kind of understand sort of. And that's OK. So he points out Luna, who's still dancing alone, waving her arms like she's trying to get rid of midges. Which that's just like I hate those things. Much, right. It's it's the like stuff on the lake. You know where we get that yeah. week, dude. Yeah. Let me tell you. There was one year they were so bad and it was when Louis was a well like maybe like a toddler. I opened the door to put her in the car seat and you know it takes a minute to put a kid in a car seat and so many of them swarmed in my car and she was screaming bloody murder. Oh. It was awful. That's terrible. It was horrible. It made me sad. I hate them. They're so annoying. Weren't there a ton up at Kelly's Island when we went yeah. up there? Yeah. They're like Marty, all over the houses. M- Marty calls them nothing bugs. It's like their there's one purpose is to get can, eaten by a fish. Yeah. There's another bug called like a noceum. Oh, yeah. Noceum. Man, when we lived in Florida. The love bugs were the worst. Oh, God, love bugs. Why are they called oh. love bugs? Because they're stuck together. Ew. Yeah. Say no more. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Crumb's like. Why is she doing that? And Harry's like, she's probably trying to get rid of r- get rid of a Raxpert. Like, like he's really not <laughs> helping himself. Like he's just saying nonsense to this man. Yeah, I would be like, this kid's off his hinges. Like it's like when whatever. Marty introduced himself to the actor that plays Crumb. Oh my god, my wife left me. My just sticks his hand out. My wife left me. He's like, all right, and shakes his hand. <laughs> A mess, Martin Joseph. And I don't blame Crumb. He doesn't Ugh. really seem to know if Harry's making fun of him or not. Or, like, what's going on. But he takes his wand out of his pocket and taps it menacingly. Like, was he about to throw down at a wedding? I think so. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends, learn about a new culture, want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. 
It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient. And I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option. And you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. If you're a muggle like me and you don't have Molly Weasley cooking for you every day, then you need to listen to this. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. Let me tell you guys, they are absolutely delicious. I have not met a factor meal yet that I didn't like. And my favorite is the jalapeno grilled chicken, cheddar cheese. Oh, it's so good. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for, guys? Two-minute meals, fuel up fast with Factors, restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They've got snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. Done the math for you. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious flexible for your schedule get as much or as little as you need by choosing from 6 to 18 meals per week plus you can pause or you can reschedule your deliveries anytime no prep no mess factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping cooking no cleanup all of that head to factormeals.com/flick50 and use code flick50 to get 50% off that's code FLICK50 at factormeals.com slash FLICK50 to get 50% off. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
I think yeah, so I think too. You it would felt really well. Trigger warning. The following discussion includes the mention of Nazis. If you'd like to skip this discussion, move forward one minute. So it would be like, it, like in my head, seeing like a swastika on somebody. Yeah. And that Agreed. sounds like a visceral reaction out of people. Yeah. Um, because that's, I mean... That's that's what's in my head. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so yeah, I would be if I was him, I'd be ready to throw hands. Yeah, he's already upset about the symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so Harry sees Crumb's wand, and he suddenly like it just clicks. He remembers how he knows the name Gregorovich. He yells it out, and Crumb's like, "What?" Like. Like, seriously what's wrong with you you yeah. know um, also like good thing he didn't press him too like too much more about like why he knew that you know? i know yeah he let slip like he knows who made crumbs wand and then he has to quickly make up because crumbs like how do you know that and harry as barney is like i read it in a fan magazine or something somewhere i don't know and crumbs like i don't ever recall talking about my wand in any sort of interview so he kind of like diverts a little bit and is like, where's Grigorovich today? Which like, I don't know how Crumb is supposed to even know that. But yeah. he's like, he retired several years ago. And then he goes on to be like, I know that, you know, the Brits really appreciate Ollivander, but Grigorovich, he's really the best. <clears throat> so Harry starts thinking real hard. He's pretending he's watching the dancing, but he's going over in his head all the things he's seen via like... Voldemort vision, like Voldy vision, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's like, Voldemort's looking for Gregorovich, this celebrated wand maker. And he's thinking it's got to be because of how Harry's wand reacted during the night of the Seven Potters. Yep. So he's wondering, like, I'm calling him Greg. Is Greg more skilled than Ollivander? Like Crumb claims. Does he have secrets that Ollivander doesn't? Um, he's broken from his thought by Crumb saying that Ginny, he doesn't know Ginny, but you know he just comments on her says she's very nice looking and harry goes she's seeing someone jealous type big bloke you wouldn't want to cross him <laughs> which i love that part in the book <laughs> yeah he's and then, such a dork it's the delivery mm-hmm. both of them says, man <laughs> what's the point of being an international quidditch player if all the good looking girls are taken so he heads off ron still dances with hermione which i think is cute Ginny's dancing with Lee Jordan and Harry's trying his best to remember the promise he made Ron. Can't you be can too go fun. go dance with her to wedding. I agree. I agree. Um, some wizarding wedding fun. Harry's never been to a wedding. So he's like, I don't really know how to compare it. However, I don't think at a muggle wedding you'd see a wedding cake topper that's two phoenixes take flight when the cake was cut. Like, that'd be so incredible. Cool. And then also bottles of champagne were just floating through the crowd. That's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. And as the night goes on, of course, people are drinking. They're having a good time. It's becoming a little silly. Uh, Fred and George snuck off with that pair of Fleur's cousins. Good for you guys. Yeah. Charlie and Hagrid are singing Odo the Hero, which is the same song that Hagrid and Slughorn mm-hmm. sang at Aragog's funeral. 
Yes. And there also was a wizard that's described to have a pork pie hat. And I was like, what is that? It looks like the hat that Yumbledore wears in Fantastic Beasts. It's like that kind of, not a fedora, but more oh. of like, if you look it up, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm. So Harry's wandering around because he's trying to escape a drunken uncle who is not sure whether Harry is his, his son or not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's I know. Delightful. So then Harry spots an old wizard where his cloud of white hair made him look like an aged dandelion clock. Okay, mm. stop. I looked this up, but I want to know if you guys know what a dandelion clock is. No. No. It's literally just a dandelion. Why is it called a clock? What? I don't know. I looked it up and it's just like the shape of a dandelion, which makes sense for his hair now. Weird. It's just the single stem of the dandelion when it's the, like the whew, make a wish kind. Why is it called a clock oh. though? What's clock? I don't know. What's that form of clock mean? I don't know. In a British term. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Can we go back to the wand for a second? No. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the interesting thing that I find um, with Harry's thoughts on this, so Voldemort was looking for a celebrated wand maker, um, and he thinks truly because of what Harry's wand had done on the night, you know, of the Flight of the Seven Potters, the Holly and Phoenix wand had absolutely obliterated Lucius's wand. Um, and Ollivander, who was trapped in Malfoy Manor, who had been for a long time at this point, since the previous summer, um, had no idea what was going on. And I really feel bad for Ollivander because he is, he knows so much wand lore but he would have never been able to come up with the reasoning for why Harry's wand had destroyed Lucius's wand. I mean, there's no connection there other than the soul connection between Voldemort and Harry. The Horcrux connection. Well, souls too. <laughs> yeah, but the song the is the Horcrux connection, connection, you know? Yeah. The Horcrux connection and so like he even thinks like is Ollivander more skilled or knows secrets of wands that like or I'm sorry does Gregovich like more skilled and knows more secrets than Ollivander well he does know maybe a little bit more about the elder wand not that obviously like Ollivander knows that it's the a powerful wand, the death stick, wand of destiny. It's got a really bloody history. So that's well known. But I do wonder if Gregorovich had any inkling of the tale of the Deathly Hallows. Mm. Like they both obviously know like this is a very old, important, powerful wand. But right. Ollivander had no idea about the Deathly Hallows, but I wonder if Greg Gregorovich maybe did interesting yeah well we'll never know because he's dead so no who weep womp seriously weep womp every time anybody dies that's the song that we're gonna sing we're gonna sing a lot okay yeah it's fine 
Anyway, to round this out, Harry recognizes this wizard with the dandelion clock hair. Yeah. As Elpheus Doge, member of the Order of the Phoenix and the writer of Dumbledore's obituary. And Harry asks if he can sit down and tells him who he really is. My dear Mr. boy. Dumb. Right. <laughs> That's where we'll pick up. I All right. can't wait. <laughs> I know this next part is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, so Marguerite asks, what song would you want to hear or dance to at the wedding? Um, at this wedding in at particular? this wedding. Ice Ice Baby. Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice back with a brand new invention. Some Backstreet Boys song. Is that out now? Hippogriff song. What one? Is there a Backstreet Boys song out at this Probably. point in time? Probably. Yeah. Backstreet's back. 96. Mm. When did they... Are they 98? I don't know. No. Yeah, maybe they're 98. Mm. I'm going to look it up. I want that. You go ahead. You dance like a hippogriff. Na 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 That song. Their first album was released May 6, 1996. Oh. oh they could totally snap. play it. We've got it going. Oh, wait. Is that a different song? No, I think no that's, that's the same one. Oh, hey. Dusty Fur asks if Crumb and Lovegood did duel, who would win? Crumb. Crumb. <laughs> I don't think uh, Xenophilius is very much a uh, fighter than he is a scholar. Mm-hmm. He's uh, if he's given the options of fight or flight, he's gonna flight. I mean, you know what though? He proves that at his he house. Did. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him to have like some ground or rumpant horn or something that he'd like throw on the ground like a cherry bomb. It'd he doesn't like know. He oh, doesn't recognize he it. Crumple horn snork act. Katie. No, 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 no. Not that. Like, he would have purchased some rumpenhorn horn powder or something to keep with him Maybe. as, like, a quick little getaway. Mm. Maybe. You're correct, yeah. Crumple horn snork egg. Uh, Katie K asks, were you surprised Harry didn't admit to Crumb who he was? No. That's a loose lip. Yeah. Loose lips sink ships, man. Ooh. You can't be talking to people. He doesn't know where Crumb's going to go after this. Yeah. Yep. Doge is in the order, right? Or at least close yeah. to it. He's not going to say anything. Right. Also, Arthur already told him he was going to be there. Guaranteed he's in the order. If that isn't already confirmed. Because I can't remember right now. My head is not correct today. <laughs> All right. Give me the fan story, Kate. That's okay. it? Fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? I thought there'd be more. This fan story comes from Sonia of October 2020. Sonia. What's up? Hello, guys. First of all, I love you a lot with four A's. (laughs) (laughs) And I know many have told you this before, but I can't express my love for you all in just words. If I was able to apparate, I would come give you come to you guys and give you a big hug. Aw, air hugs. Air hug over the sound waves. <laughs> My Potter story is kind of stupid. I highly doubt that, Sonia. Doubtful. So I'm from India, 
And when I was in middle school, that's when the movies came out, but not many people around me were interested in them, and I was not a fan of reading, and I thought that Harry Potter is some stupid action movie with death, and I hated action movies, so I avoided them. But last year, one of my friends encouraged me to read the books because I told her that I wanted to start a habit of reading. So she suggested to me this, and then within three months, I read all the books and watched all the movies. After that, I was hooked. I wanted to know every detail related to Harry Potter, so I took the quiz on the Wizarding World website. And found out that I'm a Gryffindor. Yeah! My wand is a hornbeam wood with unicorn hair core. 10 and 3 quarter inches and pliant flexibility. My Patronus is a red squirrel. Okay, I'm like really jealous of that. (laughs) (laughs) I talk to squirrels. Squeakity squeak. Squeak squeaking. I literally watched uh, The Emperor's New Groove today. You did? Nice. Oh my gosh. Every time I have Alana like... Uh, do the drain. The kids like the lever for the drain in the tub when they're done taking their bath. I always say, pull the lever, cronk, and she goes, what are you talking about? And I'm like, okay. Well, I did you a disservice as a parent because you... I was about to say, that sounds like a you problem. I try to... Not a problem. I try to get her to watch it, but she's always like, I don't want to. It's so funny, though. I know, it's so good. Be like, too bad. Sit down Watch what mom wants to watch. Mm-hmm. Back to Sonia. Yes. Then I read every fan fiction, fan theory, etc. that I could, and then I came across Swish and Flick last month. And when I realized, oh wait, and when I listened to the first episode, episode, I knew that I would love you guys because, first of all, your friendship is amazing. Mm. You laugh and talk like no one is listening, but trust me, thousands are. Mm. And you all complete each other. I finished listening to all the episodes in a month. Because I couldn't stop. Whoa. <laughs> I don't have many good friends to whom I could talk to because they don't understand me well and they judge me a lot. But listening to you guys feels like I am part of this amazing friends group to whom I could tell anything and they will never judge me. And you impacted my life in a hugely positive way. And I am thankful for that. You all truly have a heart of gold and you are all are as pure as a unicorn. Love you, Sonia. Oh my God, I Sonia, I love you. I feel like you're being too nice to us. <laughs> <laughs> Those Petrus people are bad. <laughs> yeah, but we're that, a crazy bunch. That makes me very happy. Yeah, Thank I appreciate you for that. Those things. So yeah, sweet. That, that is the sweetest thing ever. Thank you so much. Twenty twenty. Three years of content catch up in a month. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Dang. That's a lot. It's a lot of us in your ears. I commend you for your Oh, my God. We've been doing this for a while. I know. (laughs) It's crazy. Oh. Wait. (laughs) Oh. Because it's like, ew, it's it's 2024. I know. Oh, gosh. It's going to be seven years of podcasting, (gasps) right? We kind of have to do something. I for think that. we might have to. <laughs> we'll come up with something. Mm-hmm. Okay, Katie, give me a joke. Okay. How does a new Azkaban prison guard learn the ropes? I don't know how. From their mentor, Dementor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Katie. <laughs> I didn't write it. I don't it. <laughs> if if that joke made you want more, 
You can follow us on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peaches Family. And Tiffany is on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore flick. We have not been getting bingos. It's because people anyway. are too busy talking about themselves in Discord today. Yeah, what? Right? <laughs> um, oh, man. Ravenclaw. The order is the same for points. Ravenclaw in first. Gryffindor in second. Hufflepuff in third. Slytherin in fourth. Slytherin. Oh, man. Good job, birds. What is this episode for? Um, that's a great question. I don't for know. Grigorovich. Why? Greg. I don't know. For old, old Greg. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> old Greg? Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird YouTube video. You oh. know. We've I'm talked about old Greg. Before. I probably do, but I just am forgetting right I'm so now. disappointed in you. I don't blame you for blocking it from your memory. <laughs> uh, I think that this episode should be... You ever drink Bailey's from a shoe? <laughs> House of Flame and Shadow, because we all want to go read it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is for that. Honestly, um, I know that this episode is really short, much shorter than our usual ones, but I didn't want to have us go into the Doge conversation and That's then have good. to yeah. cut the Doge conversation off. So yeah. never fear. The next one is going to be obviously a loaded conversation. Because Auntie Muriel takes no prisoners. <laughs> she slays. All right. Yeah. No, this is for old Greg. This is for old Greg. Old Greg. Yeah. Mm, um, I dig it. Cool. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Look at my voice. <laughs> Starving. I'm what literally headache. going to shrivel. I'm Tiffany. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> Do you, William Arthur? You guys haven't eaten yet? Fools. Listen, I didn't oh. stop reading. Excuse me. I, it was not a healthy decision. I'm not saying it was a good decision. Well, we but are. But I did choose <laughs> reading over food. A decision was made. A decision was made.